Your heart health should be top of mind. Why? Because heart disease is a leading cause of death for men and women in the U.S. The good news is that in most cases, it's preventable with simple lifestyle changes. Your diet is key, so remember to eat lots of vegetables. Avoid saturated fats and limit salt and sugar. Choose your beverages carefully. Did you know that alcohol and energy drinks can raise blood pressure? Get moving and include physical activity during your day. Something as simple as walking briskly through your neighborhood will help. For more tips, visit allhealth.com. shared on Letitia's virtual couch is for informational and educational purposes only. If you find yourself becoming triggered from any segment of this episode, please refrain from listening. If you are experiencing a psychiatric emergency, please dial 911 or report to your nearest emergency room. Remember, Information shared on this platform is not to replace therapeutic intervention. Thank you. Let's get cozy and comfortable and get ready to hear some enlightening, empowering, and inspiring talk on the virtual couch for Letitia on Letitia's virtual couch. Virtual couch. Hey, girl. Let's go. Happy February and welcome to Letitia's Virtual Couch. Today's episode is a part of my self-care series. Can you believe that we are already in February, the second month of this beautiful 2024? So I hope you are crushing those goals and getting everything done that you aspire to do. We know those New Year's resolutions about this time usually begin to taper off when you are not serious, okay? So get those things done. Whatever distractions that are in your life, you have to delete them to make it to the finish line, okay? So we know February is known for the month of love because we have Valentine's Day in this month. But did you also know that February is also Heart Awareness Month and February 2nd is National Wear Red Day? Um, if you didn't know, if you weren't aware, um, cardiovascular disease is the number one killer for women. So we definitely want to take time this month and take care of our heart, right? Take care of our heart emotionally, but also take care of it physiologically as well by going to the doctor, eating right, and all those good things that I'm going to allude and um, explain to you later, okay? Allude to later. But uh, yeah, and so February 11th and through the 17th is Heart Failure Awareness. And I don't know about you, but I've had people that died from heart disease, okay? So I have to be extra careful to take care of my heart. 
in two ways, right? Guard your heart because the issues of life come out of it emotionally, but also you have to take care of your heart because if your heart is not pumping oxygen to all the wonderful parts of your body, then we're not going to have you here and I'm not going to be here anymore, right? So I want to give you some tips today on how to take care of your heart. So... For years, healthcare professionals thought the connection between mental health and heart health were strictly behavioral, but they were wrong, such as a person who's feeling down, seeking relief by smoking, drinking, and leave that stuff alone, you guys, and eating unhealthy. That thinking has started to change because research shows that there are possible physiological connections too, okay? Increasing evidence shows that biological and chemical factors that trigger mental health issues may influence heart disease. Having mental health issues isn't just about being unhappy. It's having biochemical changes that predispose people to have other health issues, including heart problems. So the head-heart connection should be an important consideration in patient care. Now, many forms of mental health issues can affect heart disease, if you didn't know that. You can have a temporary state of depression or a more severe clinical case. Um, And so the clinical depression is is more of a depression that is caused when there are chemical changes in the brain that you may need medication for. And so some of you may suffer from that. So um, that's not your typical sadness um, when an event happens, which is very normal. But clinical depression is when everything could be going on right in your life, but you still feel down in the dumps and you may even be contemplating suicide and all of that. So you definitely want to be under professional care. Okay. So I wanted to kind of explain that to you. You have been, you have also varying levels of anxiety and stress, just to name a few of those well-known problems as well. Okay. In addition to depression. Now, daily stressors, stressors such as related to work um, and traumatic events can increase the risk of heart disease as well. So, yes, those stressors such as work-related things, family things could be going on. They can all contribute to heart disease. Those things are very, very traumatic on the heart. Um, as you know, something as simple, and I'm not going to say simple because death is not simple, okay, is <laughs> really harsh on our body. Grief is really hard. And so I know many of you have heard um, of when, say, someone, someone's uh, spouse dies, right? And the other spouse may die right after, and we say they died of a broken heart. That is real because that's a lot of a lot of grief. It provides a lot of stress on the heart. And I think I um, talked to you before about the stress hormone um, cortisol. It's very damaging on the heart, and it can um, break your. I don't really want to go into detail because I'm not a medical doctor, um, although I know a little bit about it because we have to teach this in mental health <laughs> for our clients. But the stress hormones is very hard on the arteries, right? And so they can rupture the arteries. And so if you want a more detailed um, explanation of that, you definitely want to reach out to your primary care physician, okay? Because yes, stress does kill. I know you hear that cliche a lot. You may have, you may not, but I always say it, right? Stress kills. So anything that is stressful in your life, relationship, I don't care. You have to let those things go because they can kill you over time, okay? So um, social, um, social isolation and loneliness are also common stressors that can 
be damaging to your heart and can cause a heart attack or stroke. So get out, get active, um, find people and loved ones that are healthy for you. I'm going to stress that again, that are actually healthy for you. Do not just be around people for the sake of you just need somebody around. Don't just get into a relationship just because you need somebody around. What are they doing for your mental health? Always ask that. Do you feel like you're more sad? Do you feel like you're arguing a lot with this person? Always in conflict? Um, just for a couple of minutes of pleasure? Absolutely not. It's not worth it because those are those times where there are negative, <laughs> those negative times, they're shaving off years off of your life, <laughs> which is not, is not um, really a good um, exchange, I would say. <laughs> Thus, the end justify the means. In this case, absolutely not. Okay. Heart disease or stroke can cause anxiety and depression. Yes, it can. So it's very important to handle these things in a very healthy way. You have to take care of your heart. Now, some tips I want to get into really quickly. Um, don't want to take all of your time, but I do want to commemorate this month to uh, taking care of the heart and recognizing the heart is very is a very important muscle in our body, right? If that stops, nothing else goes on. Okay, so learn to forgive, let go of that toxic mindset. And the reason why I say this, and I know this is cliche too, it's not for the other person, it's for you. But this is actually true. Forgiveness is for you because the more you're holding on to those toxic memories, um, how they wronged you is damaging on your heart because it's creating stress. And guess what? Something wonderful about our brain, it doesn't always know when something is really happening in real time. So if we're thinking on something, the brain is going to go into survival mode, fight or flight, right? Or fawn or freeze. So it's going to have a reaction. And guess what? It's going to be affected in that your heart, because if you are thinking about something that caused you anger before grief, your heart is going to take effect because your blood pressure is going to go up because the brain doesn't know if it has to protect yourself from that danger because it doesn't know if it's happening in real time. So learn to forgive for you, not for the other person, but sometimes for them too, but mainly for you. You may need to leave that toxic job. I think in my last episode, I talked about someone who committed suicide. Leave those things alone because you're not going to be here to enjoy them anyway, right? Um, Whether it's you wanting to take your own life or um, the stressors, you know, causing you to have an early demise. So you have to subtract those things, those drama filled things and people out of your life and add more healthy things. Okay. You also want to eat a well-balanced diet with grains, fruit and vegetables, eat your colors. Okay. (laughs) Especially your greens, but you want to eat colorful food, things that are vibrant and alive in your body to keep you vibrant and alive as well and drink a lot of water. That's my next thing. Drink a lot of water as opposed to sugary drinks, alcohol, or sodas. That's self-explanatory, right? We know that's going to put on pounds, but it also is going to make you um, really sluggish. And all those calories and whatever is going to cause you to have other problems such as obesity, um, high blood pressure, diabetes, and the list goes on. And please, you want to get adequate rest. 
at least seven to eight. For some of you, you may not need as much. I know I need at least about six for me to be um, functional. <laughs> if I get anything less than that, my body, I'm glad that it is made this way. I'm going to get my sleep because my body's just not going to function. I'm just going to shut down. But some of you can keep running and running and running. And that is so bad on your heart. Okay. And the next one, you want to stay from smoking and stay away from people that are smoking because secondhand smoke actually is worse than the actual person who's smoking. People don't know that, but it actually is. So you want to be away from people who are smoking, but leave that alone because it's very bad on your heart. And you want to incorporate some kind of cardio, walking, running to get your heart pumping and healthy. And yes, but you want to be able to get this clear from your primary care physician because, you know, sometimes you may have some underlining issues that um, doing strenuous activities may not be right for you. So they can create a plan that would be more um, advantageous for your lifestyle and your health conditions. So that is it for today. Have a very wonderful, wonderful February. I hope you love on somebody, but love on yourself first and take care of your heart. Okay. Take care of your heart. I cannot stress that enough take care of your heart and of course take care of each other but I hope you have a wonderful February and yeah so I will see you back here on my comfy couch very soon take care February is American Heart Month and a time for people to really focus on their heart health. Tomorrow is National Wear Red Day. Heart disease is the leading cause of death for women and men in the United States. And according to the CDC, nearly half of adults in the U.S., that's more than 121 million people, have some type of cardiovascular disease. Heart disease is also preventable 80% of the time. To talk more about heart health is Dr. Roxana Mehran, an interventional cardiologist and Director of Women's Heart and Vascular Center at Mount Sinai Hospital. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Now, who is most at risk for heart disease? Well, women, and I'm going to talk about women mm -hmm. today, uh, are at high risk those who have risk factors, the known traditional risk factors, hypertension, diabetes, obesity, sedentary lifestyle. But we also have to think about, and diabetes, did yes, I say that? Yes, oh, yeah, yes. very important. And very important for us as also to think about the communities where we know there is highly affected there's a high um, prevalence of mm -hmm. heart disease and those are in the communities of color Hispanics blacks American uh, Native Americans and a lot of communities where there's a lot of undue stress and, of course, low socioeconomic status. And that's so interesting about the stress. One of the biggest contributors to heart disease is stress, as you say, and mental health, which I had not heard before. How are they connected? Yeah, you know, it's really a very new hot topic in research. Mm -hmm. We're doing a lot of this work through the Lancet Commission. We have really focused a lot on mental health. It's an under-recognized risk factor because when there is stress and anxiety and poor mental health, you start having higher blood pressure, mm -hmm. higher heart rate because of the hormones that get stimulated by mm -hmm. stress and anxiety like adrenaline and cortisol. And then there's also a linkage with inflammation and we absolutely know that inflammation is associated with cardiovascular events. So how can we avoid heart disease? Well, eat well, yeah. 
know your risk factors mm. you need to be educated as a patient you should know what your numbers are and you should be educated on that and then very importantly is of course avoiding sugary drinks um, getting diet and uh, getting rid of the fad diets and mm. salty foods and canned foods eating fresh vegetables and fruits and then very importantly is caring for your stress anxiety your mental health I do believe you need to have a circle of friends a place to go to to think about that and to be able to share what's going on with your mental health that's so important here here at CBS 2 we're really big into breaking the stigma of talking about mental health so mm -hmm. I'm so glad you're talking about it Hey, this is your girl Letitia coming to you from the virtual couch. I want to take a little bit of your time today to discuss how to find the right therapist. Now, like with anything, your hairstylist, your gardener, your medical doctor, it may take a few tries before you find the right fit. Finding the right therapist is no different. So stay the course and don't give up. Also, I want to empower you to ask questions. Do not feel like you're being intrusive by asking questions because guess what? This is the person that's going to lead you and guide you towards your healing. And this is a very important partnership. So I will say this even as a therapist myself, if a therapist becomes offended by any questions that you may have, just like with any other individual that I discussed before, like your doctor, your gardener, whoever, someone you know, working on your home. If they become offended, you're probably not gonna hire them, right? Exactly. Your therapist is no different. So don't feel offended. Don't be offended by the degrees and the licenses. And yes, all those hard things we worked for, but we're here for you. And so it is your right to ask every question you need to ask to make sure it is the right fit for you. And again, it may take a few tries. And again, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person or that therapist is a bad person either. It just means that, you know what, they may not be the right person to guide you on your journey. Um, so I wanna leave you with a, free, a few resources. Uh, psychologytoday.com is a resource where you can view various therapists and you can even input your area by your zip code, your city and your state to find the therapist nearest you. You can also go to therapyforblackgirls.com and therapyforblackmen.org. Please seek these resources out. They are awesome. There are some wonderful very experienced therapists on these sites, some of which are my beautiful colleagues, and I know the hard work that they do, and they are waiting to hear from you. Okay, so I'm not gonna take any more of your time because I know you can't rush to, can't wait to get to that computer, right? And search out that therapist. So I'm not going to say anything further if you want to, Tell me about your experience. I would love to hear about it. Please email me at virtualcouchpodcast1 at gmail.com. And happy hunting. Take care. What are some of the symptoms that people should know about? I know they're different in men and women. Very important. Women 
it's as if they didn't read the textbook. Mm. Um, like what we learn in medical school is about, you know, substernal chest pain, pain right over your chest and sweaty and, you know, and short of breath. Women could have just very, very non-specific and unusual unusual symptoms so listen to your body as a woman when you know you have the risk factors if you're not feeling right call your doctor and make sure out. you get checked out we talked about this I'm gonna to come to you I want yes. to get checked out I because this is you. so important it'd be my honor to see you doctor thank you very much thank you for having me Wasn't that so fire? I hope you enjoyed your time on the virtual couch with our girl Leticia on Leticia's virtual couch you did that, Leticia. Leticia's virtual couch.